This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we are going to be talking to such a fun guest. Oh my gosh, this woman has done everything. As I told her when we were chatting before the program started, she clearly started working when she was two years old, um, because her accomplishments are absolutely phenomenal. And so please join me in welcoming Paula Conway to our program this morning. Welcome, Paula. Deb, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here with you. You know, and it really was so impressive to read your bio. And you know, we, we want people to look you up and, and go to your website. We'll give that information pretty soon. But let me just go ahead and, and give a, a little recap here. So as president of Astonish Media Group, Paula oversees a team of creative geniuses who are dedicated to creating ROI for their clients through media. Their roster of clients range from Fortune 500 companies to early stage startups and celebrities. Public relations is an incredibly powerful tool that creates brand awareness, increases sales, and builds tremendous credibility. Their publishing division publishes custom content across a variety of platforms, including syndicated content in the areas including health, health tech, business, and lifestyle. They have www.conwayconfidential.com as their signature travel and lifestyle content, and they currently syndicate to the New York Daily News and American Airlines Asia. Now, here's some of the cool stuff. Paula has written five books, most recently two based on the hit TV series, The Walking Dead, and another on the former HBO series, True Blood. Her first book was an Amazon bestseller, The Beauty Bible, B-U-Y-B-L-E, The Best Beauty Products of 2007. Her second book, The Everything Calorie Counting Cookbook, came out in 2008. Paula was the host of Paula Travels on Sirius XM Radio editor-in-chief of Delight Magazine and travel editor of Living Fit Magazine. Her journalism credits include New York Times, New York Post, New York Daily News, InStyle, Good Housekeeping, Rob Report, and many others. Paula was an intern in the White House under George W. Bush Sr., and again briefly under the administration of William Jefferson Clinton. She holds a Master of Fine Arts from Columbia University and a BA from New York University. Astonish is the culmination of years of creative work in entertainment, public relations, publishing, writing, and producing. Although Astonish may look like a PR firm, in reality, it's a strategic media agency whose founder is an eclectic entrepreneur and sought-after speaker. Holy cow, like I said, you started working when you were two years old. <laughs> if only that were true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, five. We'll, we'll give you five. Okay, all right. <laughs> Well, you know, as I was saying, as I was looking through your credentials, absolutely fabulous. And if people couldn't guess, you are based in New York City, um, you know, the, the hub of, of all of that. But I loved reading, you know, what you do. But what, what really impressed me is you do all of this and 
still obviously have a real life. And that's really what you wanted to talk to us today about is, you know, and, and we'll probably talk about some things that your agency does and things like that. But, you know, it's more the personal side of how do you do things like this, you know, like like all of the accomplishments that you've had and not find yourself sitting in the corner at the end of the day going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm sure there are days where you're like that. Really, we're, we're all like that. But, you know, we really wanted to talk to you about some of the tips that you have to avoid business killers and how you stay motivated. So again, Paula, holy schmoly, welcome. So, you know, let's start with how do you stay motivated? Because it is, you know, you, you work with, as, as I mentioned in your bio, really high-powered people. You know, when I was reading some of your other things, I was like, oh my gosh, you've worked with the Duchess of York and Al Roker and, you know, some of these other really cool people, all the way to, you know, small businesses. How do you yourself stay motivated to, to really be engaged every day? You know, I was asked a very similar question recently when I, I was speaking to a women's, a national women's group at GE Capital. And mm -hmm. I'll, I will tell you what I, I told them. Okay. There, there are many things, but the, the one thing that I do is I, I put myself first. Okay. Before anything else. Mm -hmm. um, because the, the old adage is true that you are good for no one unless you take care of yourself. Right. So I take very good care of myself. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that I do is I, um, you know, so, so I self-care. And that includes a lot of little things. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I take time for myself every day. Um, for me, for everybody, it's different. For me, it's exercise. And it's a particular form of exercise that's very, very brutal called CrossFit. Okay. Yes. I have a friend that does that. And when I see her posts on Facebook, it makes me tired. Right. Right. And, and it's certainly not for everybody. Um, I also do do yoga mm -hmm. and I take walks, mm -hmm. so, which is much easier. Um, but the walks are important, but the point is that it is very dedicated time for myself. Right. And it is literally every day for an hour Mm -hmm. And that hour doesn't have to be CrossFit for someone else. It could be, could be something else, mm -hmm. but it is mine and it's non-negotiable. Um, and when I say it's non-negotiable, I get invited to very fancy events in New York city. Mm -hmm. I get invited to power dinners and, you know, celebrity events. And there's interesting people in town all the time. And I say no to 99.9% .9 of it because if I am not, same. And if I am not well, mm -hmm. none of the things that I have to do that are mandatory will work. Right. Because I'm not there. I'm mm -hmm. not going to be present for it because life is so difficult anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the, the discipline in our lives is disciplining yourself on both sides of the spectrum and understanding what you have to give yourself just as much as what you have to give to everybody else. Right. Um, so, you know, that is just one of the things that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing that I do is I have rituals mm -hmm. to keep myself motivated on the personal side. So we're talking about personal. So right. rituals for me include, you know, every evening before bedtime, I read mm -hmm. and I have tea, you know, it's herbal tea, a bedtime tea, a relaxing tea, mm -hmm. um, 
And it sounds like such a simple thing, like, oh, she has a cup of tea, but it's a ritual. It's not just the tea. Mm -hmm. It's that I do the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. It's the ritual that this is going to happen and that is going to happen and the other thing is going to happen. So it's knowing that these things are going to happen in concert with each other and that I can depend on them. And these are part of the thing. This is what helps get me through the day. Mm-hmm. It's part of a pattern. Right. Um, and that helps keep me motivated as well. And then it's going to sound sort of silly, but when you juxtapose that with stepping outside your comfort zone, that's also a really big part of it. So mm-hmm. we all tend to find complacency as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly when you're in business, you know, we have to move the dial further. Um, you know, we have to make more money. We have to impress our clients. We have to think about, you know, uh, 20 years from now, we have to take care of our loved ones. You know, all of us will have more or less of lots of things. A lot, a lot of these things that are many of these things are on our plate. Mm-hmm. And when you're back, Balancing them all at one time, it can be incredibly overwhelming. So one of the things that can happen is you get stuck. Um, and so my, I keep my life very simple with the things that I'm telling you right mm-hmm. there. I say no to most things. Mm-hmm. I stay with my patterns. They're safe. They're mm-hmm. simple. And I can, I can anticipate them. However, I juxtapose that with pushing myself to do things that are not safe, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm not comfortable with, and that I don't want to do. And they're big things. I don't do them every day. Right. um, And I plan them out. Mm -hmm. So I will have something really uncomfortable that I know I have to do, but I will do it. And I will say to myself, so for example, a few months ago, um, I, you know, one of the things that our company does is we create content for the New York Daily News. And mm-hmm. I've been a fairly well-known travel writer for years, mm-hmm. just in my own right. But right. I stopped doing the travel myself, you know, oh, like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, not maybe like five years ago, just because I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I also am a caretaker to my mother who's mm-hmm. aging. Um, I have a house full of animals because we rescue. I also mm-hmm. have this whole rescue thing that I run. Um, so time, I'm not scalable like I used to be when I was, you know, in my twenties and Mm thirties, but to, to, so for me to travel, it's a really big deal. And when I do travel, I get nervous, but the other, but the, but the point is that I need to, and I need to, 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 to clear my head, to go away, to be uncomfortable, to be in a new place. Travel is a very important thing for your soul, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to be somewhere else. And remember that there's many ways to live your life and to see how other people live their lives and to get a whole different perspective on the world to me is an integral to how, how we develop as people. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for a, a trip to Portugal um, on a press trip that I would normally never do. I didn't want to go. It made me very uncomfortable from the very beginning, but I did it. And just walking out the door was difficult for me to do. It just on so many levels was mm-hmm. so difficult. It was seven days that I was away. Um, and it was great. It was a great trip. I was worried the whole time I was away, but it was important that I did it for all of the reasons that I just stated. Mm-hmm. So these are the, these are ways, these are just some samples of some ways that I keep myself motivated. And 
lots of interesting business things came out of that. Mm. So that worked on personal levels, that worked on professional levels, and and I, ha- you know, and so this is the thing: you have to remember where your weaknesses are, and you have to push yourself in those areas too. Right. Well, let's talk some more about some of the specific things. So, like the the events that you say no to, you know, many people would go, "Oh my gosh." that's, you know, that's somebody I need to meet professionally, or I need to be seen there professionally. And and so we would go, you know, it wouldn't matter if it had been the fourth thing that week, you know, all these various things we would go and, and eventually burn out. Um, you know, and it's one of the things I have stopped doing. I don't do evening events. I do maybe one evening event a week because I don't enjoy them, um, you know, and, and uh, I don't, you know, it, w- even if it's just like a networking event or something like that, I just don't really enjoy it. And, and, I, and I want that time at home. You know, that is my downtime. That's, that's the time that I have at home. And I have had people that have said, well, you're missing out by not going to those. And so I'm, you know, I'm guessing that people have said that to you, you know, well, oh my gosh, Paul, I can't believe that you're missing out coming to meet so-and-so or, you know, shake hands with this person or that person. So how do you, you, te- you what do you tell them? Well, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, and I think your friend is right. I think your colleagues are right. Um, I think that is correct. So, so you can, I, you have I think to choose. That, I mean, you know, that's what it comes down to. Yes. You can make you know, somebody said something really right, to, uh, something very wise to me. Um, I'm going to have to think on this a little bit and come back to you. But it it was that you can make the wrong decision for the right reason. Mm-hmm. And you can make the right decision, but for the wrong reason. Right. Um, and so um, I, uh, I, I think that, the, you know, particularly when you're running an empire, which is what I am running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am controlling its growth because I am not doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we and and yeah, you know, if you if you aren't spending more time shaking hands because this is a touch industry, mm-hmm. then you are limiting yourself. Um, and so, like you, in a given month, I will choose to go to two or three things. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas com- people who compete with me will be going out two to three nights a week. Right. Um, and I find other ways in my opinion to accomplish the same thing mm-hmm. because a lot of that to me can just become noise. Right. Um, so I would put forward that, you could go to one every single night and they could be meaningless or you could go to two or three a month and they could be profitable, you know, depending on on which ones you choose and Mm -hmm. how well you work that room and who you talk to. Right. You know? Well, and it's interesting because I have that conversation obviously with people and, and I tell them you really have to look at it. You know, what is your goal of being there? You know, is there somebody specific you want to meet? You know, maybe it's a great speaker, you know, and, and so that's, yes. that's there too. But there's other things to tie into it. You know, how long did it take you to get there? Is it an hour drive each way? Um, is, you know, by the time you, you go and you change your clothes and, and all of those things. So it's, it's never just that you're going 
to that. You know, it's you're you're losing time on either side. So maybe you know, great example are all of the the myriad of lunches that you can go to. You know, the various business networking lunches that you can go to, and there's only so many chicken dinners you can eat, and all those various things. And I've stopped going to those also. And and you know, it's it's not that I don't want to see everybody, but I do. I look at it and go, okay, well, I can go to this one and see everybody I need to. Or I could go to five and see this person and this person and this person and it's going to take all this time and, and distract and, and all of those. So it's, it's about, it really is about time management, um, you know, and, and thinking where are you going to get the biggest bang for your buck? Yeah. If it's just, hey, you know, I want to go and be seen. Well, okay. Sometimes there is some value to that. And there are times where I go simply because of the speaker, you know, I might not really be networking or anything at all, but you really have to think about why you are going and what the benefits are. Right. That's exactly right. I think that's fair. And I think that that's exactly right. Right. You have to weigh everything, mm -hmm. everything, right. time, distance, who's there, mm -hmm. what the purpose is, what is it that you want to get out of it? All of those things. Mm -hmm. That's right. And it's hard, you know, because you do have people and, and it doesn't matter if it's a little, you know, a little thing or like you were talking about, you know, some, some glamorous things. It, it, sometimes it is hard to say no, but once you get into that habit, it's it's it actually is is pretty easy to say no, um, you know. And and you know, and and I find myself thinking, okay, have I said no too much? You know, have you know, am I missing out? And so then I kind of rethink some things and think, okay, well, you know, maybe I do need to go to this one, but but then it also gives time for fun stuff, um, you know. And and I think that's the other thing people forget is, hello, we have other lives. So yeah. if I'm going to a business thing four nights a week, then I don't want to do anything fun over the weekend because I've, I've worn myself out. Well, that's not a disservice only to me. It's a disservice to my husband also. Um, right. you know, and, and so yeah, it's, it's, I hate the term work-life balance because there's no balance. <laughs> you know? But, but it is you know, thinking about what your priorities are. And to be honest, it is about, you know, okay, I want to be able to go do something fun this weekend, so I'm not going to do other things during the week. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I also think there's a benefit to being fresh and available to people mm -hmm. when you're at those functions in a way that you really can't be if you're there all the time. Right. I feel like it's almost unfair to them. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be with people all the time and my own perspective is spoiled because I'm out constantly. Right. Well, and you, you almost want it to be when you walk in, they go, oh, gosh, Paula's here. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and not in a, you know, in a, in a, in a real self-serving way, but in a, oh, my gosh, we need to go catch up with her or, or because we haven't seen her in a while. Yes. Whereas if they saw you four times already that week, they're like, whatever. Right. Exactly. I agree. I think it's a gift. In a good way. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I made that decision when I moved here to Atlanta. I shared with you um, before we started that this is my seventh summer now down here in Atlanta. We knew we were moving in advance by quite a bit. We actually had about a year's notice that we were coming down. So I'd made quite a few connections and, and all sorts of things. You know, thank heavens for LinkedIn. Um, and when I got here, they have business associations. They have chambers, but then they also have business associations. So kind of little sub chamber type of things. And I joined five that I thought would be the best ones. And, and granted, I needed to make contacts and meet people. But they met, one met on in the same week, mind you, Monday lunch, Tuesday lunch, Thursday, Wednesday lunch, Thursday lunch. 
What? I know. It was the strangest thing. By Thursday, I'm thinking, oh my God, I've seen these people four times this week already. And you know, even if they'd spread them out, I probably would have gone. And, and so I stayed with it for a year. And then when it came time to renew my membership, I really did think about, okay, where am I going to get the biggest bang for my buck? And it, it was, it, I dropped two of them because it just didn't make sense because there were people overlaps with the other groups and, you know, just kind of a variety of things. It was good while, you know, while it worked, but then I made the decision now. And the, when I dropped there, you dropped, you, you are no longer a member of, you know, whatever. And I said, yeah, you know, I just, I wasn't getting enough out of it, which meant I wasn't putting enough into it. I mean, you know, there is, it's, it's kind of, you know, there's, there's the dual responsibility, but yeah, I was like, no, you know, it just, it wasn't serving the purpose that I needed to serve. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's simple. There's simple decision then. Right. And, you know, and obviously there's the monetary decision. You weren't paying those membership dues. You weren't, you know, having the chicken for the fourth time that week, all those various things. But, you know, in order to be the business person and whether it's, you know, the small business person that's, that's at home or, you know, you, you obviously have a much larger, larger organization to the, the really big companies. Everybody has to think about their time management. Um, you know, I, I joke a lot on this program that we have 28 hours in the day and eight days in the week. It seems like that sometimes because we have that much work that has to be done and we have to focus better. Um, you know, and, and it's really hard as a new business owner, as an entrepreneur to sort back through and say, I need to not go do some of these things. That's right. That is, that, yes, yes. And, and not feel badly about that because mm-hmm. other opportunities will present themselves. Right. And, you know, I might spend the time that I would have driven to something, gone to the lunch and then driven home. So, you know, say two and a half hours worth of time. I could have been making phone calls. I could have been on Zoom. I could have been on Skype. All sorts of other things where I it was a much better use of my time. Um, now, if I don't do that, if I slack off, well, that's a totally different matter. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, that said, there are times where, and, and you mentioned it at the very start, we have to take care of ourselves first. I, you know, I've, I've had health issues. My longtime listeners know that I have some health issues. And so I have to have time midday to kind of relax. Sometimes I actually do take a little bit of a nap. Sometimes it's just I, you know, I, I relax for a little bit. But if I want the rest of my day and even the next day to go well, I have to have that downtime. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I got to tell you something. I'm, I'm really, I mean, you have to, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that you do because, um, you know, my, my colleagues and I joke because I use the term vacation mm-hmm. uh, in a different way. Um, I say almost every day I'm taking vacation now mm-hmm. because every day I take vacation time. Right. It's my vacation time, mm-hmm. um, and I will get up from my desk and I will go for a walk, mm-hmm. um, even if it's a fifteen-minute walk. And I'll say I'm taking my vacation time, or I will go um, if I'm working out of my Connecticut office. I will go to the beach mm-hmm. and say I'm taking vacation time. Um, so, for example, I have meetings in Manhattan all day tomorrow, mm-hmm. but they are spread apart. Mm-hmm. So between the meetings, I'm going to the spa. I'm going to this um, Roman bath spa that I like to go to to relax. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm taking vacation time. Right. 
So it has, it just has all these like Roman bath pools and soaking tubs. And I'm doing that intentionally because they're, they're a very intense meeting in the morning mm -hmm. and there's a very intense meeting in the late afternoon and there's this big swath of time. And then at night again in, in the middle. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use that time to go on vacation. Right. And here's the really important thing. Most people wouldn't do that. Right. And, and they're going to feel guilty about it. So that's the important thing. We never, ever, ever, ever should feel guilty about taking that time for ourselves. Right. That's right. No, I have to. Mm -hmm. I, I have to. Right. That's how I take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm, I'm curious on your, your evening things, when you're drinking your, I'm from Colorado, so sleepy time tea, um, you know, celestial seasoning, sleepy time tea, and you, and you read, are you reading business books or are you reading pleasure books? Or is it a combination? It's a combination. That's a, okay. good, a good question. Um, it's a combination. Um, it depends on what I'm thinking about at the time. To me, the business books are pleasurable. So mm -hmm. if I'm learning something that is, you know, related to one of the new companies that I'm, uh, or, or entities that I'm launching, that's fun for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so it just depends. Um, right now, uh, I am reading a book about the portrait uh, artist Howard Chandler Christie mm -hmm. from the 1930s. Um, and then I will flip and I will, um, you know, uh, sometimes I will even uh, open up and, uh, a, a Ted talks and listen to Ted talks. Mm -hmm. Um, or I will, um, um, I will read a, a Dory Clark book, entrepreneurial you that I've been, uh, I'm mining my way through. So mm -hmm. it just depends. Right. And, you know, again, it's taking time for yourself um, yeah. you know, and, and kind of taking that wind down time. I'll be honest, I watch TV. For me, that shuts my brain down. Sure. But I watch, you're going to love this, Murder, She Wrote. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the stations down here plays like, now they play five hours worth of Murder, She Wrote. Not that I watch that. But, um, and, and. I can fall asleep to that because Jessica has one of those nice soothing voices. Yeah. They don't yell. They don't scream. I'm not having to, you know, the, I'm not having to, to really pay attention like I would to a lot of other programs. And, but I find that I have to have that. And because if it's silent, my brain won't shut down. So right. I have to kind of have that. And, and, you know, granted, I know I've probably trained myself now to do this. And, you know, and, and, and now the funny thing, when I am truly on vacation, as in like in a hotel room somewhere, I, I don't watch TV. I mean, I, that, uh, it's totally different. My brain is wired to go, okay, you're on vacation now. Um, but, and I have headphones at home, so, you know, I'm not disturbing my husband, but it is about having, as you said, that those, those rituals so that you kind of know, okay, my day is done. <laughs> you know, and, and when right. we don't do those, we're continually on. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, I do watch television too. Like mm -hmm. I like the, um, uh, the uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes series. Mm -hmm. um, and, and plus we just like Benedict. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we like Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> so there are things I watch too. So I mm -hmm. understand that. And, and when I travel, I'm just like you, I don't watch TV. I don't know why there's something about, even if it's business travel, I do right. not be on. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, something that's funny. You're the second person that I've spoken to who says when they're in a hotel room, they don't turn the TV on. Yeah. Or we'll turn it on and, you know, watch for a little bit, but then turn it off. And, and yeah, yeah it's just, it, even if there's noises, 
you know, because obviously sometimes you're in a hotel room where you can hear traffic, you can hear people, whatever. That yeah. doesn't bother me. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just, I don't know. yeah, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and when you talk about the importance of travel, it's funny. My husband and I were just in Colorado last weekend and he was talking about the fact that travel is so important um, and growing up having travel. And I was very lucky. My parents traveled quite a bit, especially in the summers. And I'm an only child. And so we would just go on these grand adventures. Mm. He's one of nine. And so it was difficult for them to go on trips. So he really enjoys travel now. Um, And and we really do take a lot more trips, um, you know. And now part of it is because I was so sick. It's you know, it's called the you you do stuff now while you can, and you recognize you can't put stuff off type of things. Mm-hmm. But you know, we enjoy it more. We take time and we do it. And and I think that's you know, even if you're just going, you know, a, 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 a taking a weekend trip or even just a day trip. Again, it's a way to shut your mind down and enjoy something different. That's right. It's very important to see everything from through a different lens. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very important. Well, and we made the um, decision, you know, like I said, we knew that we were moving from Denver to Atlanta a year in advance. Both of us were Colorado natives. There were the touristy things in Colorado that even though we had been there a <clears throat> number of years, we hadn't gone and done. And you do that, right? You you don't go see the touristy things where you live. So we said when we were in Atlanta, we were going to go and do those things. And we have, you know, we go off and we have these adventures and these day trips and, you know, we take a weekend and go to Birmingham or a weekend and go to Savannah and, and just do those things that a lot of times you don't do because you're caught up in your, your busy life. And, and granted, it is easier that it's just my husband and I, and we have an absolutely fabulous pet sitter. Um, so it, it does make that easier, but you have to take time to do it. And again, maybe it is just that you, you, you take a, a day trip, to, you know, or like you said, you go to the spa for a little bit. We need those downtimes. Yes, that's right. I, I think people don't credit themselves enough with taking them and weaving them into their work, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're, they're, you made this really great point about the work-life balance. And I think people are so caught up in that, that they draw these lines in the sand that work is over here and life is over there. Mm-hmm. Instead of understanding that they're, they're in concert with each other at all times. Right. So don't be afraid mm-hmm. to just decide right now I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. Even if that vacation is just for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you're just going to do it now mm-hmm. that it's okay. You know, in my case for tomorrow, I have five hours in the afternoon where I'm going to be on vacation mm-hmm. and nobody's going to be able to reach me in my ancient air Roman baths. Right. <laughs> and I will then be back to work for another seven hours in the mm-hmm. evening. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Right. And your staff knows you can't be reached during that time period. Um, and, and if something absolutely positively critical comes up, yes, somebody can go in and reach you. But I think that's the other thing that we have all gotten so used to is we have to be reachable by our clients, by our employer, by whoever, you know, family, friends, 24 hours a day. And it's like, no, not so much. Um, you know, you mentioned you're a caregiver to your mother. My mother is, is getting a little older, bless her. She's 86 years old and still lives independently. But, you know, there are times, you know, that's one of the things if, if I see a call coming from her, I know I need to take it. 
mm-hmm. and you know all of these other things. But you know, if a client emails me at even five thirty, I glance at it, and then I think, okay, I'll take care of it tomorrow. Very rarely is it something that needs taken care of right away. Now, your clients are a little bit different. Um, you know, they they do in in many cases probably need a little bit more attention, but a you still sometimes have to set those boundaries and say, you know what, this is going to wait till tomorrow. Um, you know, and, and, and we do that with our personal lives too. Okay, we're going to go do that tomorrow. Um, it is about, you know, just shifting all of those, those things around. That's right. Yep. And you just have to decide that that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and then own it, <laughs> you know, as, as they say. Well, now, one of the things that you mentioned in the, the materials that you sent to me in advance is that you're constantly making lists. And it's funny, I'm, I'm interviewing somebody in a couple of weeks on the program who is collecting lists. She's going to make an art project out of it. Um, but I, I had her on, I know I love this idea. I was never one of those people who did a to-do list, a task list, things like that. But I had the 900 sticky notes all over everywhere, right? And because of some things that, that I have gone through, my, my memory is just a little bit more shaky. So I write things down. And I even go back and write down the things that I did so that when I'm tracking, I can, can do that. So talk to us more about your lists. Well, I'll tell you, this was a light bulb moment for me. Uh, about, oh, I want to say two years ago, um, I was interviewing a... A Fox News producer for the mm-hmm. New York, for a New York Daily News story by the name of Paula Rizzo. Paula Rizzo is also the author of a book called Listful Thinking. Mm-hmm. And I was interviewing her. Um, I was interviewing her about this book because I was curious, to be honest with you, about why somebody would write a book about making lists. Right. You're and like, really? Made, <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it had made um, uh, Oprah's, um, Oprah's, uh, what's it called? You know, her best. Oh, yeah. Her, yeah. Whatever Oprah does. It mm-hmm. made Oprah's list. <laughs> um, and, and I got the book before I interviewed her because mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it. And I said to myself, oh my gosh, this actually there's a point to this. Right. That's, that's me. I'm like, really? It makes sense. It made sense. And the way that she tells you to do it, this is going to sound Deb so silly, but the way she actually tells you how to organize it is what got through to me. The way that the actual physical way to do it is what spoke to me. Hmm. This is the way she, Paula Rizzo tells you how to make this list mm-hmm. and how to prioritize. And the reason that she is so good at it is because she's a producer and TV producers are so slammed all the time right? um, that they have no choice, but to be incredibly organized and she's uber organized. Mm -hmm. So when she started investigating this idea of listful thinking and making lists, she realized in her research, all of these celebrities that live by lists Mm -hmm. that people who are very highly productive live by lists. Mm -hmm. Right. And, or, and organization, which, of course, if you think about it, makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So this is this is why I do this now. It was because of Paula Rizzo in this book, Blissful Thinking. And so it wasn't until I met her and until I did this interview that I started doing this. And so now I use this method, this particular, you know, listful thinking method, mm-hmm. and I make these lists 
and I tick things off, right. you know, according to, and, and it's the idea that I'm eliminating things that mm -hmm. feel so good. Mm -hmm. It's the elimination actually that feels good because things get done. Right. And how they're organized. And so I, you have, you basically have two categories or three, if you need three, but I have two, I have two categories. I have my work category mm -hmm. and then I have my personal category and my work in my case is on the left and my personal is on the right. Mm -hmm. I have a third for my mother because she is the other full-time job in mm -hmm. my life. Um, and there so are things you need to remember to do for her. There are, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just true. So I have a third. Um, but so if you look at it from that perspective, your personal and your work, then you've got two lists mm -hmm. and you prioritize in each according to, you know, what has to be done. And, and, and so this is what I do. And I'm constantly making these lists. I'm constantly going through uh, on a, and you do it on a legal pad. I do it on a legal pad. I don't do it on the computer. I, right. I physically write it out. Mm -hmm. it because it is focuses your brain differently yeah. when you put that little pen in your hand. That's exactly right, Deb. That's exactly right. You got it. You hit it. You, 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 you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and you rewrite it and you can even, you know, do it by category. Um, and you know, you, you rinse, you wash and you repeat, right? You wash, rinse and repeat rather. Mm -hmm. And, and every day, the list gets shorter and tighter until it's gone. And then you have a new sheet that you start on your legal pad and you carry over things that weren't done mm -hmm. and it just works. I don't know how to expl explain it, but it just works and it keeps me really organized. Mm -hmm. And, and it's funny, you know, as I, I used to scoff at things like that. Um, mm -hmm. I worked for a company. We, we were government contractors um, and we had to account for time in 10 minute increments. So, I mean, you know, and, and granted, there are a lot of, of uh, you know, of, of organizations and, and industries where you have to do timekeeping and, and things like that. And, and I hated it. I mean, I hated having to say that from 9.10 to 9.20, I did X. And so I think that's part of why I hated lists, because to me, it, it, it kind of tied all of that in together. Um, and I never wrote things down. You know, I, I don't journal. Um, when, you know, somebody would give me a diary when I was, you know, you, that was one of those things that you got when you were, you know, a junior high, sixth grade or whatever. Somebody would give you a diary and I would keep it through maybe January. And then, you know, like by the last day of January, it would say, got up, went to bed. Um, <laughs> and so I never liked doing things like that. But now it's, it's like you said, now that I'm doing it, I find myself using it more and more. Um, and, and I do go back in and, and fill things in. You know, um, I, I did a bunch of unplanned editing today on the radio program. And so I added that to today's list. And part of it is because that way I get to check it off. But then when I'm looking at things, you can think, okay, well, this took me this amount of time and this took this amount. And so it, it really does help with the whole time management thing. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It does. And it really, it's, it's the silliest thing in the world. It feels good when you check it off. That's right. And when you carry it to the next day or the next week or however you're doing your list, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, do I really need to do it? You know, if, if I've moved it several times, how important is it? That's right. That's exactly right. That is, I, I can't, 
I, you know, I'm, I'm so glad, you know, that you understand what I'm saying. And I can't tell people enough how important this is. And that if you just try it, if you just start, it, mm -hmm. I was just like you, I scoffed at it. I said, that'll never work for me. I rejected it. I had sticky pads everywhere. And then when I just started, when I read her book and then I mm -hmm. just started to do it and, uh, uh, interviewed her and she said, look, just get the legal pad and just do it. Mm -hmm. I started to realize this works, but draw a line down the middle, put your, put your work on the left, mm -hmm. put your personal on the right and just start. Mm -hmm. It actually really works. Right. Well, and you'll love this. I just added to my list, check out Paula Rizzo. Um, <laughs> and, and, and part of that is because 10 minutes from now I'll go, oh, what was her name again? And, yeah. you know, and whether, you know, we're thinking about something else or whatever, you know, we laugh that, you know, we have the attention span of a gnat. And I think Facebook has now come out and said, we have the attention span that is less than a goldfish, you know, and, and oh, squirrel, you know. And so part of it is if I don't write things down, I don't remember them. Or I remember that I've forgotten something. And that's even worse. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. She's um she's a very interesting uh, talent herself. She has since left Fox and has started uh, a, a, a very successful consulting business. So she's an interesting talent, in, incidentally. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to have to reach out to her and see if I we think, can get her on the I program. Think we should. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, you know, what are some other things? Because as we mentioned, you've got this high-powered agency. I mean, and, and, and we're not just, you know saying that to say that it is a high powered agency. So what are some of the other things that you do to really keep things from going completely off the rails? Because with the type of clients that you have, um, you know, and, and we're talking celebrities, you know, big name companies, things like that, things happen, things that are completely yeah. unscheduled happen, whether it's a crisis, whether it's, you know, all these various things. So how do you keep things from completely going off the rails on occasion? Well, uh, and, and they can easily if I'm not watching the ball. And mm -hmm. I, I think about that every day. I like talking about it because I do think about it every day. And one of the things that people who own businesses understand is that no one understands what you're going through unless they own their own company. Mm -hmm. um, you know, several people, you know, work for us. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of pressure is placed on day-to-day -day performance and oftentimes they don't understand because they don't own the company mm -hmm. and the stakes aren't as high unless it's your business. Right. Um, so some things that we do, one thing, uh, another thing that we do is, you know, consistently reviewing goals mm -hmm. is critical. Okay. So, you know, if you, if you, we have regular planning meetings mm -hmm. and we have regular meetings. So in the midst of all that is going on, we are always coming back to the drawing board um, the CEO and I obviously meet every week to go mm -hmm. over everything that is planned and everything that is done and everything that is not done. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, when you have a company or companies, in our case, we have several brands, the world changes and the plot thickens and the plot changes. And so changes often have to be made and you have to recalibrate and say, well, this may not be working this way, so mm -hmm. we're going to have to make changes. And change is often difficult, you know, for anybody. Right. Uh, but it's often difficult when you have your heart set on something and you have to say, oh, I got to let that dream go. Mm -hmm. um, so 
that's probably one of the things I struggle with the most is when I have my heart set on something, you know, and uh, usually it's our CEO that says, Paula, this isn't going to work. And here's mm -hmm. why it could be a financial reason. It could be a staffing reason. It could be, it's really not a good fit. Like we thought it was, it mm -hmm. wouldn't be good for the brand, whatever it is. Um, but when it's right, you, you start to understand it and go, you know what? That's, that is really the truth. This mm -hmm. isn't going to work. It could be a business we want to launch and then we realize it's not going to work for us. Or mm -hmm. it could be a client that we really, really wanted to work with, but we realized that client's not going to work for us either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, coming back and, and having regular meetings, and the same is with staff. Mm -hmm. um, you cannot keep clients happy um, if you are not performing. It's all about ROI. Mm -hmm. right. And, you know, people who are in jobs often are just in jobs mm -hmm. and don't, you know, we don't run our company that way. And when we hire, we specifically, you know, suss out by sharing very clearly that if you're here to get a paycheck, go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. you know, you've got to be invested in a higher purpose. Um, you know, that this agency is was very much built on the idea of of partnership with our clients and fulfilling their dreams with them, not for them. Um, it's not reactionary. We have to be three steps ahead of them, if not more. Um, and so the ex the bar is just really high. You know, you can't have a company called Astonish. Mm -hmm. and it, then it's not. mediocre, right? Yeah, exactly. Think about that. You got to live up to that. Right. Uh -huh. You got to live up to. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, it's going to be pretty evident pretty fast mm -hmm. and people will laugh at you. Right. Um, so the quality of everything that we produce has to be high. Mm -hmm. um, and when it's not, I have to own that and I have to face that and I can't, I can't shirk it, you know, um, and we address it right away. And, and when I say that, I mean, if a, if an email goes out from someone and I see it and I notice a typo, it's a very bad day for me. Mm -hmm. That's a bad, bad day for Paula. Because my staff doesn't make that mistake. And I mean, I don't want a grammatical error. I don't want a comma right. in the wrong place. That's a bad day for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so oftentimes staff are kind of disappointed. Like, well, it was only a, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. We work with journalists. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear it was only a. Mm -hmm. We don't make those mistakes. Well, and even if they're making those mistakes, it still doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. to me. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, so to stay on track, you know, we have to review goals. We have to, we have to have regular meetings. We have to recalibrate. We have to change direction when necessary. Um, and we also have to have perspective that we are going to make mistakes. We are only human. And, you know, every day in our lives for business and personal is a fresh start. Mm -hmm. and, we, and you do have to allow yourselves that. Um, it just is, you know, get up in the morning and remember you're breathing, right? We're here mm -hmm. and thank God for that because that's a, that's a gift. Mm -hmm. So let's start fresh and let's do the best that we can. And let's start from now mm -hmm. because that's, that's, that's what we need to do. You know, if yesterday wasn't as good as it could be, then how can we make it better? Mm -hmm. for our clients and for ourselves moving forward. And and we always need to try to take the high bar. I mean, there are some days when, you know, 
you really want to throw everybody under a bus, mm-hmm. but it's never, ever the right thing to do. Right. And it, and it doesn't matter if it's the client, somebody you've been dealing with, whoever. No, nobody should ever go under the bus. Right. There are lots of businesses, though, that do, you mm-hmm. know, that will do that. Right. Um, and not think twice about it, you mm-hmm. know, particularly if they're very successful. Um, but, but it's just not how we run a business. Mm-hmm. So, um, in fact, I, I, will, I will go to the last to my last breath with a very bad client and do the right thing for them after the fact, mm-hmm. just because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and the important part of that is then you, yeah, you know, when you're having your tea at night, you know, you did the best that you could. Um, I can't imagine people that go to bed thinking, ah, it was okay. Right. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, of course, people are doing that. And, you know, yeah. and they don't care. You know, I was giving a seminar the other day on LinkedIn and I told people, I said, it starts and ends on your LinkedIn posts with grammatical and, and, you know, you can't have grammatical errors. You can't have, and, and they looked at me and they went, oh, I said, no, no. I said, you know, if you have a misspelled word in your LinkedIn profile, people look at that. And I said, most people might not even catch it. I said, but the one person who catches it goes, so they don't care enough about the quality of their work. So why am I going to pay them to do that? Um, Right. You know, I I consulted one time, you know, one of those freebie, hey, can I pick your brain type of things? We all love those, right? With this young man who had just graduated from um, the prestigious business college. He wanted to talk to me about LinkedIn. It didn't start off well because he had already gone through my profile and said, now here's who I want you to introduce me to. And I'm like, my, aren't we a pretentious young thing? Um, But he had spelling errors in his LinkedIn profile. Mm. Now, I don't spell well. Uh, You know, that's just one of those those things. And so (laughs) thank heavens for those programs that do it for me because I will go and double check those things and triple check. And, And I'm not one that, you know, if I notice that I've got something, even if it's a funny Facebook post, I will go and edit and fix it. All those things just drive me nuts. And when I told him, you know, you, you asked me for this information there and, and this support, therefore I will give it to you. You have typos. His response was, I graduated magna cum laude. I said, oh, no. air. Oh, no. <laughs> really doesn't matter to me, kid. Oh. Um, you know, and, and, and he didn't get that that was what was so important. And, and, you know, and it really doesn't matter how old he, you know, he was young. He was 22 years old. Somebody sixty years old. I'm going to do the same thing. You know, it's those little things that really do make that difference. And and when you see the big companies, I mean, you know, I'm I'm here in Atlanta, and um, you know, one of the big things is is obviously Chick Fil A, and and how they always, you know, when you're done, they say, "My pleasure to serve you." I notice if they don't say it, I'm like, oh, "Was it not your pleasure to serve me?" And they're like, "Oh my God, I'm sorry." <laughs> you know? But it it yeah. is it's all those little tiny things that add up to somebody saying. I will work with you, I will refer to you, and I will do business with you. Yes. Yep, that's right. You know, I think people forget, too, that when somebody pays you their hard-earned money, and it is Mm hard-earned, our money is hard-earned. Right. That's an honor. Mm -hmm. To me, it's an honor. Mm -hmm. When a client writes a check to me, I'm so honored because they earned that money it was the sweat on their back and now they're paying me. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
I don't think anybody, I, I think most people don't sit and think about what an honor that is mm -hmm. for someone to pay them their money right. for their service. Right. And it doesn't matter if that person is incredibly wealthy. That has I, nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know, it's still, well, you know, it's still their money and they're trusting you with their it. Their money. That's right. And they're trusting you mm -hmm. with it. Doesn't matter. They're right. Trusting you. Right. Well, Paula, tell us a little bit more about your agency. I've got your website open and, and you've got all your services on here. And I just died because you do media training. I love this media training. And you have Socks, the cat, you know, from the White House. Um, I, I recognize Socks. I'm not sure a lot of people anymore would recognize Socks. But I'm like, oh my gosh, there's Socks. So tell us a little bit more about your agency and, and some of the services that you provide. All right. Uh, well, we are a strategic media company, as you've noted, and mm -hmm. we are primarily um, we primarily three very areas where we um, are strong: uh, public relations, brand branding, and business strategy. Okay. Um, and we have a very wide uh, roster of clients from um, early stage startups to um, to Fortune 500 companies that we work with. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, in addition to the public relations services, we help uh, clients build their brands and we do a lot of business strategy. And what that means really is most companies come to us for um, building their business, using the media in a way to build their business. So it's usually about a deeper strategy where the media is part of the tool mm -hmm. for the business building. Um, so it's not just media for the sake of media. In some cases, it is. In some cases, it is. It's just PR. It's just right. straight PR. Yep, it's getting um, getting the name out there. That's right, yes. Um, but in many cases, it's not. A lot of businesses come to us because they really have to build the business first mm -hmm. and get the business off the ground. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, build an actual structure, um, get their trademarks in order, mm -hmm. right. Uh, get their LLC in order, you know, figure out how to build, get suppliers. Uh, maybe they even need help with their franchising and locations because um, uh, we have franchising expertise. They may, they may need some branding and messaging services. They may need logos. They really may, might need a ground up kind, mm -hmm. of, kind of work. And then from there, we kind of build it out with them. Many times they're struggling and they're not quite sure how to get to the next level in their mm -hmm. business. Um, there are other types of clients that will come to us for representation. So they might want us to represent them for a book deal or for a mm -hmm. TV deal. Um, we also write books. We will ghost write a full book, a full length book. Oh, great. Or, or help somebody find a publisher mm -hmm. um, if that's what they need. Publishing has changed so much. So we also have a lot of self-published authors who will come mm -hmm. to us and ask us to help promote their books. Um, so our services are fairly eclectic and it, we won't take all types of clients. We will take clients that we know we can help mm -hmm. where we have, if they're, if they're, if, if our expertise fits with what they need mm -hmm. um, and we, we just, it's a case by case basis. Right. Well, I also see on your website, one of the things that you do is you work with socially conscious companies. Yes. And I think that is something I've, I've interviewed other people on the program where, especially millennials, you know, but, but it is, it's, it's going past millennials now. We're looking at who we want to give our money to. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are they trying to protect the environment? Um, you know, I grew up when, you know, you, you went to the, you know, you, you really didn't care. You went to whoever, you bought whatever, and it was like, you know, okay. And, and we thought, oh, you know, okay, I'm going to recycle today and, and all those things. But, but now we really want to work with companies who are making a difference. And maybe it's something small or maybe it's something really big. But tell us a little bit more about socially conscious companies. Well, socially conscious companies or social impact companies have a specific, have specific needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they, if they truly are social impact companies, their message has to be written in a very certain way because the journalists who write about those companies are looking for certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so this is a very wide open area in that a lot of companies will say, I'm a socially conscious company. Mm-hmm. And we will say, okay, well, what do you mean by that? They'll right. say, well, 10% of everything that we make goes to, um, putting in water systems in Ethiopia. Okay, that's great. Yeah. You could could certainly say that you are a socially conscious company. Mm -hmm. Um, But to say that you're um, a social impact company or a B Corp, you would have to be certified as a B Corp. You can't Mm -hmm. just say you're a B Corp. You'd have Mm -hmm. to, to be a B Corp, you have to be certified as a B Corp. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole lot of stuff that you have to go through to be certified as as a B Corp. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that's its own category. Um, So if you want, you know, it's kind of, there are degrees of social impact companies Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of writers will pick that apart. They will right. say, I want the other know. 90% that you're doing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. They'll want to know what your chain of service is from mm-hmm. beginning to end, who all of your partners are, mm-hmm. are all of those social impact companies, you know, what, what kind of materials you're using throughout your whole company, mm-hmm. you know, how are you sourcing those materials um, the type of building that you're in. I mean, it, it can get really detailed. Mm-hmm. So for a PR firm to understand the needs of a social impact company is kind of a special thing. And mm-hmm. we specifically work with Amity and Grace, mm. um, which is a company that knows how to write messaging for social impact companies to make sure that if we are servicing a social impact company, it's done right. Cool. So that's our partner on socially conscious companies. Mm-hmm. Well, holy schmoly, we are at the top of the hour. This is so much fun. And and as we were going through, I'm thinking, oh, I should ask, oh, oh, you know, and so, you know, we, we just have to chat again. Um, but tell us how people find first your, your company and then how they can, um, how they can connect with you. They can find me at astonishmediagroup.com. They can email me, Paula at astonishmediagroup.com dot com anytime and they can call me at 646-912-6598. Great. You know, and, and you obviously have social media presence and you've got those links on there and all those good things. Um, you know, because we can't live without that anymore, right? You know. And I am and I am Paula Conway NYC across the board. Perfect. I love it. So cool. Well, do you have any last thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with? You know, I would, I, I think my, I would say that, um, 
certainly anyone who is looking to start um, a, a, a new business or a startup should get in touch with us because that we have expertise in that area. Um, or if you're building a brand or looking mm -hmm. for help with your messaging or media services. Mm -hmm. Great. You know, and, and you do have lots of great information on your website, so look there. Um, and, and I love the other side of you that has written these fun books. I'm not yeah. a Walking Dead fan, and I shouldn't say that down here in Atlanta, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> right. I know, but it has been such a delight talking with you. Um, so I've been talking with Paula Conway of... I just all of a sudden drew a blank. Sorry about that. Of astonishmediagroup.com. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>